Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. We have Jake Bajorseth on the show to talk TikTok shop for a few minutes. Jake, thanks for coming on. Of course. Always great to connect with you. And uh, I could talk about this for literally days, so I'll try to summarize everything I can. All right. So there's a lot of buzz about TikTok shop. Uh, you know, people who just use TikTok probably see it in their feeds because a lot of creators are now affiliates for these brands. And you tweeted out that it's sort of reshaping what it means to be a creator because it is now making that value exchange uh, with brands so much more sales driven. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on, on sort of where TikTok shop is at and, and what that means for creators as well as brands? Definitely. So there's two big landscapes here that I think are going to evolve immensely and it's going to happen quick. And the reason it's going to happen quick is because there's a direct revenue generation attached to it. And usually whenever there's a new trend, new things happening, if there's direct revenue attributed to it, it will move a lot faster than if not. So we're not reliant on a cultural movement or anything of the sorts, but we're going to see significant evolution in both spaces on the TikTok shop side of things. It's fundamentally changing how brands and how even businesses, corporations look at social media. Uh, you know, historically, and I've talked about this quite extensively, social media has always been, for most brands and organizations, the lowest on the totem pole. And even if you are a brand or organization that drives significant revenue indirectly from social media, it's still the lowest on the totem pole because of simple kind of corporate infrastructure because the people who are best at social media, generally speaking, tend to be the 23, 24, 25 year old right out of college, you can get away with paying them less. Whereas in other roles, digital marketing manager, e-commerce manager, paid media, SEO, you're looking at more seasoned experienced individuals that command higher salaries. And naturally, sure, organizations can say, oh, people's salaries don't really weigh into how much feedback they can give, but eh, you know, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. Um, what it's gonna do is fundamentally shift how brands look at social media instead of this hub as simply garnering attention. Uh, and not just small businesses, but even look at the biggest brands in the world. Wendy started it on Twitter, how they approach that platform, roasting 12 year olds on the internet. You see the same from McDonald's and others, how even the biggest corporate most you know, big infrastructure brands in the world approach social media uh, in that context. It's about generating attention. Well, now attention is certainly a component, but now it's no longer the only driver. Now these platforms can generate direct revenue. And when something can now generate revenue, it changes the dynamics of it. So what we're gonna see over the next year is brands that fundamentally look at social media differently, no longer as just something to post something funny, post something entertaining, post something engaging, just to get our brand top of mind. It's now about driving actual conversions. And so things will get really interesting for brands in the fashion space, in the any consumable CPG that can be sold on Shopify, it can now be sold in a social platform and for consumers, it's collapsing of the funnel where instead of having to go click on a website, insert your credit card information, do all this scrolling, all these extra clicks, you can now directly translate that through the platform and purchase there. So that's kind of one angle to this. 
No, that was that was very helpful. I appreciate the, the the description and breakdown. So you're let's say you're on the outside of this. Obviously, you're you're doing a lot of stuff with TikTok and with TikTok Shop. Where would be the best opportunity for people to capitalize? Is it an opportunity to start a brand? Is it an opportunity to become a creator or change how you look at yourself as a creator? Or is it something else? What is the best way for someone listening to this to capitalize? So I wouldn't recommend for any individuals, if you don't already have a brand, a feature shouldn't be a reason to start a brand, I would say. Although I think it does open up opportunities for individuals who maybe have a side project or a smaller merch or apparel brand. Now your potential sales is so much higher than it could be because where you reach consumers and where they purchase is the same medium. You can focus all your efforts there. I think the bigger opportunity for individuals creators and influencers is the realization that historically you right now the way things work in the traditional influencer marketing world is based on your number of followers your engagement rate your average views per post you pull down some sense of revenue from that and typically you know it's a bit of the wild west but it's a linear correlation between your reach and what you get paid well in the affiliate world which affiliate marketing has always been a thing, but it's always relied on post-purchase data. And so, you know, your creators aren't getting that money right away. It's a 15% off code they have to enter. Most consumers don't end up doing that. Now in platforms like TikTok shop, Instagram shop, and others, it automatically does so. And what's been fascinating for us is seeing the affiliates that are actually selling the most oftentimes don't have the profile of what you would expect as a good influencer, quote unquote. Uh, I've come across individuals, I was looking at one just a couple days ago, this woman had 14,000 followers, but she had already generated $90,000 in sales for brands on the platform. Um, I saw another with 120,000 followers that did the highest number I've ever seen, which was $230,000 in affiliate marketing sales. So what, um, what, is, what does that number mean? Is that the money that's going to the brand and then they get one to 5%? I don't know what the average is off of that as a commission. Yep. So that's the money going to the brand. What's really fascinating is because discounts don't have to be given to the consumer in this context, affiliates can draw down a greater percentage. And so oftentimes it's actually closer. The average on TikTok right now is 15%. Whoa. Uh, for, a lot of the brands, for a lot of the brands we're working with, it's up to 20, 25%. So you're talking about now, you can call it 10% of $220,000. We're talking about 22,000 additional dollars and, and that you would never get paid on traditional influencer deals. So I'll, I'll add some context to what 15% means. Uh, the majority of companies in the S&P 500 are not profitable and the ones that are profitable, some of the biggest, best companies in the world operate at 10 to 20 percent profit margin. That's how significant 15 percent is. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a phenomenal number. I did not realize it was that high. Yeah, and I think it's something that we've always in this if you've worked in this space, We've always discussed it, but you can never pinpoint, which is what is an influencer actually worth? And that's, you know, it's a question that you could grab every data point you want in the world, but you don't truly know. And so it's now changing the dynamic of the relationship between brands 
and influencers, it's, you know, it no longer has to be this drawn out process, signing contracts and jumping on calls and going off of scripts because there's no upfront transaction. You can't make someone to go off to a script if there's not monetary value in there. There's no agreement to be signed. And so affiliates now have free range to, if they want to post 30 videos portraying the brand and the product in any capacity they want, they are 100% allowed to do so. And so as much as it is an opportunity for creators and influencers, existing ones, I think it's also a really interesting opportunity for creators with less of a following or who have, who have an itch to be creators, but don't fit into that traditional influencer model. They don't want to do things perfectly. They don't want to dot their I's and cross their T's. They just want to be themselves. And this is the best medium where you can realize, hey, if you can influence people to purchase, which you don't need to influence 100,000 or a million people. You don't need a million followers. You need maybe 100 followers that religiously purchase the products that you promote. And you could be an influencer, a creator that's pulling in significant revenue as a full-time job. Yeah, or, or zero followers in a good video, right? <laughs> One viral video away. So who, who does this help the most? It seems like it would help the small creator uh, and it would hurt the big creator. Am I wrong about that? I, I couldn't agree more with that. I think there will be a natural flushing out of huge creators that pull in significant uh, income every year just from brand deals for their reach. I think those ones, particularly the influencers who don't have actual product purchasing influence, but they're funny, they're entertaining, they get views, but they don't move the needle. And, you know, historically, as an influencer, as a creator, it's about what has viral potential, what's gonna be funny, what will people share? That's always the KPI. But now you're having to tap into a different emotional set. And because the emotions that drive you to purchase have oftentimes and are opposite that of emotions that drive interest. Uh, if you think a video is funny, you're gonna like it, you're gonna share it, you're gonna comment. It doesn't mean you're gonna purchase a product because you thought it was funny how it showed up. In fact, it probably means the opposite. Um, but if you can drive emotion, you know, um, get people to, you can show a product and show that it's appetizing. You can show that it has utility. You can create this emotional value and connection with your audience. So it's just going to change the, the nuances of the platform in a really interesting way. And will other platforms follow suit? Do you think in, you know, a year? similar to short form video and reels or stories following Snapchat, uh, is this going to put Meta and maybe even X in a position where they can't live without this, these features? Yeah, so I think um, in Instagram's done, Meta in particular, they, they need to do more efforts here because they've demoed Instagram shop I can tell you that I've spoken to their team quite extensively about what this would look like. Um, I can tell you it's uh, definitely a priority from their shop team to improve what that looks like in a platform like Instagram. I don't think they're necessarily reliant as much as other, as much as TikTok is, I would say. Um, but inevitably they're gonna have to, then they're either gonna get uh, proactive and get ahead of it or it's gonna be reactive because what I'm starting to see is brands that typically sell through Shopify and e-commerce platforms and spend a ton on paid media in Meta, 
they're now allocating those dollars into TikTok because all it all happens in the same eco ecosystem. And right. frankly, yeah. just from a compartmentalization standpoint, would I rather spend my money over here where the conversion is multi-steps and I have all these different platforms and tools and people that have to be involved? Or do I just wanna put all my chips in to this one thing that I can really focus my energy on? Um, so Meta is gonna to have to make a move and the brand that probably has the most um, potential to do something beyond what we've seen in social commerce is of course X. Um, I will say though, in terms of what they're gonna do, it, yeah, it's anyone's <laughs> Elon Musk, uh, he, no. he didn't own the platform a year and a half ago. So um, it's really interesting, man. Uh, do you think digital products have a place on a, on TikTok shop? As in eBooks, courses, I've seen a little bit of buzz around people selling like $2 courses on TikTok shop. Do you think digital products have a, have a place on the platform? I think they certainly have a place. Uh, I, I won't say it's anywhere near the level of CPG, uh, because I think when it comes to selling information or education or some of these other like mediums to digital products, um, I think you have to display information in more unique ways. Um, I think there's certainly an angle there. Um, and as the platform becomes more, uh, I guess, evolved where consumers are used to purchasing there, um, then the bottom line, no different than consumer brands of, oh, I can reach people and they can purchase in the same medium. Um, that becomes the opportunity where now you don't have to rely on a platform like ClickFunnels or others to kind of go through that process. Um, so I think there is a lane for that. I think it'll have to be deployed in a different, unique way, not just promotion running to digital products, but for example, could you create a private TikTok account and then, you know, you give people access to that based on, you know, a DM on Instagram or something of that nature or an email correspondence or Twitter thing. And then they have access to like the uh, lesson number one of the full course. So now you're bringing uh, some of the product actually into the platform. And that's where I think the, the most sure. upside is. So if the US and TikTok follows the same path as what, you know, places like Asia have for live shopping and this sort of what it means to be a creator. Uh, what do you think the landscape looks like in a year or two years or what sort of your timeline on, on things following that same path? Yeah, so I think live shopping has the most to grow based on what I'm seeing from an overall revenue percentage. Um, based on the data I'm seeing, one of the things I should mention um, last I heard in my meeting uh, with the TikTok team was it's about 50-50 in terms of all revenue on the platform, 50% coming from affiliate generated content, 50% coming from brand generated content, live streams or ads. And so it's already 50-50. I expect affiliate to outgrow that and become 60-ish, 75% uh, over the long haul. Um, live shopping has the most to grow and I think what we'll see over the next year, we'll see some bigger brands start to get into the platform. The question will be, does that saturate things? And at what level does it become okay versus do we see a consumer backlash? Um, I think part of the reason it's been so popular is TikTok has been doing so much to subsidize discounts and promotions uh, on the platform. 
And now that we're getting into holiday season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they're continuing that. I'm really questioning what does January through March look like when likely those discounts are coming through, people aren't purchasing at the rates they usually do. Um, it's just going to be an interesting time. And do consumers start to get fed up? Um, and equally, how do brands balance, hey, we still want to be fun and entertaining, but we also want to sell things. And when you have a bad month sales-wise, do you over-index now and go too much trying to push sales and actually just alienate your audience and diminish that relationship? Um, so in an ideal world, a year from now, we have a platform that's seamless and we still have fun and entertaining content. We also still have sales-centric, product-centric content. Um, but I think a lot of brands, both at the big level and even the small level, are gonna have some interesting learning curves uh, in terms of that balance um, and equally adapting to consumers. And when does the first influencer affiliate or when do consumers on the platform start that hashtag that, you know, F TikTok shop or something of that nature? Like that is realistically going to happen at some points. And how do brands, how are brands going to respond to it? So I think it's going to be a bit up and down over the next yeah, year. Uh, it's going to be a tricky nuance for some creators who are just doing this nonstop. Because if you go on someone's page and it's just product, 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 and they're promoting all these different products over and over and nothing else, you're going to feel like, uh, you're going to feel like you're the sucker. But then obviously on the other end, if you know they're doing a good job and the products are good, maybe not so much. Well, this is really interesting. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for for breaking it down. I have to come on in a year, and we'll do uh, we'll do an update on how everything's going. Definitely. <laughs> thanks All so right. much. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. See you next time. Peace.